This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Well, welcome home, family. Welcome home, baby. It's your, your mom, mom and dad. dad. <laughs> the family. We did it this time. <laughs> it sounds a little creepy with all of us. It's culty. Yeah, it's, it's culty. It's a little creepy, but you know what? I love it anyway. It'd be like, what's a good cult name? You're like, the unity. It's like, and everyone, the unity. You know what I mean? It's, very, it's your mom and it's dad. It's a little very... creepy. Didn't ever think about that, but here we are. When you come into our <laughs> home, you go, hello. And then all the kids say, your, your mom, mom and dad. dad. Mom, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, another thing I've been thinking about today mm-hmm. is, hey, I have a question to you both and also all of our older listeners is it just part of getting old that it doesn't matter how much sleep you get, you never feel rested? Do you guys feel this way? Do you feel rested? I feel rested today because of the nice gloomy day. Oh, you're right. Re- so your resting is more about like the psycho, like the psychology of your of like the environment, of the state of the That's environment. Of no, okay. but to actually answer your question, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, if I go back to sleep after waking up. And I wake up like two hours later, it's like nothing changed. Uh, this is, mm. I'm telling you, I swear, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I need to up my vitamins. Maybe I need to up whatever. But I swear to you all, like, okay, so we had a busy weekend this weekend. Evan was in Nashville working, yeah. well, more than the weekend, but for like the week. And then I was running around with the kiddo. We were having a great time. Super fun. But, you know, not a lot of rest. Last night, you and I got so much sleep. We put aside all our responsibilities really to get so much sleep for us. We went I to think bed. We went to bed at nine and got up at seven, which is a, it's a lengthy period of time. What is that? Hey, is that tw- what? How many hours? Ten is hours. 11? Ten, 10 hours. Hey, I don't feel any more rested. Yeah, <laughs> I've noticed this maybe in the past year officially. I'm like maybe as I come into my thirty fifth year. That yeah. it doesn't matter how much sleep, even if I have a week packed with a regular sleep, it's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. I here's wish I could I will, sleep like hibernate. For here's months. what I will say though: I I don't know how you feel, but I feel like if you had the week we had, which is just like a like very like a big lack of sleep, I don't think one night does it. Yeah, but that's true. I understood. think you need a couple. Understood, but I'm telling you, even on those weeks where I'm like, I'm crushing the sleep game, like I'm going to bed at a reasonable hour, you know, getting a lot of sleep, it still is never enough. It's still like, okay, maybe if I get one more good night of sleep tomorrow, tomorrow comes, I get the good night of sleep, never feel rested. But I also think that if you get up early, it kind of like tells your brain like, all right, we're going. I think if you sleep in sleep, there is like, uh, there is such thing in my mind as too much sleep. 
Sure. Like you get 10 hours as like a mm-hmm. grown adult. It can't. I feel like it, it's like that's two hours too much almost. This is very bro science. Well, I don't, is, I I mean, don't trust this. I mean, this has been studied by millions of <laughs> millions <laughs> of bros. Now, millions of bros all over the world <laughs> have come together. And so if you get too much sleep, yeah. you're going to be sleepy exactly. always. <laughs> I, there was this guy that I saw on, it was Instagram or TikTok, and I made a TikTok about it. And I kept thinking about him when I've been tired all morning. He is just, you know, bro central Mm -hmm. health and wellness guy. And he was like, I wake up every morning at 4 a.m. From Mm -hmm. 4 a.m. to 4.20, I meditate. Oh, no, he does an audio book from 4 to 4.20. And then from 4.20 to 5, my wife and I get on a treadmill and we meditate together while running on the treadmill. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, is this man always tired? Like, you're getting up at 4? And then when they were asking him how much sleep he gets, he was like, probably about four hours. Yeah, and his wife hates him, <laughs> right? Like, they, he doesn't mention that part. He's like, yeah, I've done... I saw another guy, too, and he goes... He's like, I wake her up every like, yeah, day of my husband that woke me up every day at 420. It's just be like, I hate you so I have, much. I have another... Uh, I, I, there's another guy that, like, I pops up on my algorithm who's, like, another kind of motivational entrepreneurial guy, and his whole thing is that he goes, you know, you guys have one day. He goes, me? Three days. And the guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, I get up at five. I work from 5 to 11 a.m. That's one day. Day two, 11 to 6, day two. He goes, third day, you know, 6 to 10. It's three days. And then like it cut to this guy who's going, no, that's just, that's just one day. You can't just, you can't just, you can't just divide the day into thirds and call them the three days. days. But that's like what people are doing on Instagram. I feel like these days they're just making up shit that like doesn't even make sense, but it's like a way to like sound like you're coming up with some new shit. I just kept thinking about this guy today. I'm like, God, how is he not exhausted? He's waking up every day. Here I am getting my 10 hours of sleep. And I'm just like, I could go back for another 10 Maybe I'll, you know what, maybe tomorrow I'll get up at four and try this routine. And I guess what you're getting woken up with. I'm down. Let's do it. I also call bullshit on those guys. Like maybe they do that once a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no way they're not doing that all the time. They forgot to mention their midday four and a half hour snooze. Like, come on. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's a hilarious trend. Have you seen the trend where people um, who are applying for like college or like a job or doing something like that, they'll do, they'll do, they'll, they'll convince their parents that they have to do a video, um, like do send a video to the college where they sit with their parents and talk about like what they're into, what they do, what their hobbies are, what their daily, like like kind of like a resume. And so it's a prank they do on their parents where they have the parents sit here (laughs) and then they sit, they talk to the camera and they lie the whole time. And then the parents are trying to like hold it in. So like these like (laughs) 16 year olds are like, hi, my name's, uh, you know, Clarissa and I get up at 5 a.m. every morning. I go for a 45 minute jog. I get back. I do all the dishes. I cook my whole family breakfast. And then the parents are sitting there like, like the mom's literally going like, what the fuck? Like, like, and by 7.30 a.m. I've already finished all my taxes. And like, like, the parents are trying to hold it together. It's like the ultimate version of when you are getting a job and on your resume, you say like, oh, you can do all of these things. It's care too much. Try too hard. I remember in high school when I was trying to get different like retail jobs, I would add in some details that I was like, God, I hope they don't ask me to do Excel because I really don't know. What to do <laughs> right, right. Well. I'm banking on the I fact they're not going to need me to do this. I'm a master of Excel. Like I sailed across the world I'm like, they probably won't ask me to sail so i can say that day two they're like we have a we have odd a sales job event. for you <laughs> it's gonna be involved sailing <laughs> a private party in a sailboat you know how to sail right like mm. it's gonna really really impress the investors so we're gonna need you to sail <laughs> that'd be like a really interesting study is if like they were somehow able to 
dissect people's resumes of people who got jobs and oh, see sure. how much lying is on a resume. It's <laughs> got to be like 80%. It's got to be massive. Speaking of of lying, mm-hmm. before we get into what we are here for today, which is a love is blind after the altar recap, mm-hmm. um, it just made me think of something. So, okay, you could call this lying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it having a fun time. I, as you know, when we had Instagram free Aunt Katie, my bestie on to give, you know, some dating advice. She then always reminds me throughout the week if we see each other or do something that she's like, please give this tip to the family. I love them. Share this tip. So we discovered a new tip as of recently that if you are, you know, out at a party, at a bar, restaurant, whatever, a way in which you can get into a fun conversation with someone. You could say this is a dating tip. I think it's just a fun life tip because i was doing it and i was having a blast okay and again you might call it lying but you know end of the day i feel like it's just a fun time so when you are out and about if someone comes up to you and is like so well well, what's your story you know i feel like you get those general questions a lot like what's your deal what's your story you start to tell the person and you just come up with it at the top of your head you start to tell the person a plot to one of your favorite movies it's so much fun it's insane and you might call it lying but what i call it is a great vetting process because if the person realizes that you're telling them the plot to one of your favorite tv shows or movies it's a fun moment you can see if they'll go along with it and then you can actually talk to them about what your life's like but for example you could just say i like to use gilmore girls a lot Mm. right i'll be like Oh, well, my life, you know, have a really, really tight relationship with my mom. She had me when she was young. I see my dad every once in a while, but I don't know. It's been pretty complicated lately because my grandparents, you know, they're really hard on my mom and they wanted her to go to Yale. So now they're kind of pushing that on me. And I think I might want to go to Yale, but and I do a whole uh, spiel. Yeah. <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> also, you could do a friend's. Yeah. Uh, the, the plot of friends yeah. and ask a suggestion. You could start the conversation. You could yeah. tap someone on the shoulder and be like, I have a question for you. I need your opinion. Um, My boyfriend and I recently went on a break and um, well, we both considered it a break, but he slept with someone and Mm. I told him and you just do the whole Ross and Rachel plot. Yeah. (laughs) See, I would just do like, you know, my life's been crazy, crazy for me. I, um, I I don't want to say I'm not like an ancient warrior, but I would say (laughs) that um, there was this girl that I've kind of been seeing for Ooh, a couple centuries now. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, she entrusted me to kind of save her hometown um, from like some bad guys over the years. Um, and it's called Hyrule. God, and um, it's like a small, small town. And uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I would be so bad at it. I immediately just pick some like fantasy movie. They're like, what? The other day, <laughs> the, the other day, Instagram was Aunt Katie. Really? She did take it a little too far because she did the plot of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> she was like, I live in a really small French town. I love yeah. to read. I'm obsessed. People make fun of me for how much <laughs> I read. Total bookworm. My dad, <laughs> my dad's is big time inventor he was kind of going from this conference and then this like really hairy guy kidnapped him his horse came back told me that he was kidnapped i went i took his place there was a floating rose and i was like now we've gone too i would imagine though like drunk person at a 
party or a bar, like you could probably get really far into the story before like people start to go, wait a second, oh, the trust, horse told you? Trust and believe we've gotten pretty far. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that it is a very fun, you could use it as a fun way to start up a conversation with someone, especially if you feel a little nervous. Like, I don't know if I want to share about myself. Yeah. You just come up with a plot of your favorite TV show or movie, or just a fun way to get some giggles when you're out and yeah. about feeling a little bored. You know what I mean? You just start that. telling plots. And again, you might think that it's lying. I think it's having a good time. You can be honest at the end. Imagine though, if this is how you end up meeting your partner. Yeah. Okay. And then one day at the wedding, your partner is telling, is giving the speech and telling the story that, I don't know, she came up to me one day and told me that she had to save her hometown of Tatooine. And right, she was right, raised right, by right. her uncle and aunt. And then there was a, there was a droid involved yeah. and I bought everything. And now, now we're <laughs> I in I thought love. she was just talking about AI. <laughs> If anything, it's a good time, and if and if the person even catches on, like it just it it would be like, oh, you're a fun person, exactly. And you're not like, what do you do for work? You know, it's not like the normal bullshit. That's what I'm saying. And then it could be a fun test too, because if they catch on and they start playing with you, yeah, it's so fun to play. It is fun to play, and it's a good sign when someone can play and have a good time. Yeah. You know, life's gonna be fun. I love it. I think it's a great. You know what? That's a great. That's a great anything, like you said. But I will say it leans more toward dating because if you just were talking to like some random person at a party and you start going down that road and it wasn't kind of flirty at all, the person would just be like, "Oh, it, that kind of sounds like you're like, yeah, it is. The, it is friends." And they're like, "Well, that's okay. what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing." Either do it to someone you, you're time. flirting with or someone you don't mind never seeing again. <laughs> go to a business brunch and start doing this but you know what for yeah. now you know you go to a random bar you go like to a it. random party i'm like i'm not gonna see these people again you know tonight yes i'm a woman of many mysteries i like that many many movies and if i would have been on love is blind if i would have been in the pods love is blind is actually a great place to use i would have oh, done fantastic. that you get in the yeah. pod right away and you start just <laughs> ripping these stories can you imagine how entertaining that would be to watch as the audience where you're like i'm pretty sure this person is telling the plot of star wars <laughs> Using that as their sob story, and it is the, like I just can't trust Leia my dad. Story. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know he was my dad for years, and I was kind of working with him. We were like at odds, and then he cut my hand off. Like what? With a lightsaber? I was, uh, you know, living with my my terrible, terrible aunt and uncle and cousin, and then I got this letter from an owl telling me about this school in Hogwarts, and I don't know. <laughs> Insane. Use it. I like it. Anywho, anywho, uh, that's my that's my tip from Aunt Katie. I love that. I think it's great. That's I a mean, tip from Aunt Katie. Listen, I don't know what it's like dating out there these days, but I would imagine it's very tricky. And I, 100%. you gotta stick out. Think if you go to a bar and there's 200 people and everyone's talking to each other, how are you gonna stick out? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great way to stick out. That's the thing. Everyone start talking about yeah. that random person at the bar who's got a wild story. Everybody come listen to her story. Exactly. It's nuts. It's Tatooine. <laughs> Um, but should we get okay? Should we get into this yes. love is blind recapping? So everyone, family, today we are going over all three episodes of Love Is Blind mm-hmm. after the altar season four. We were going to break it up into two, but you and I just kept watching them. Yes. <laughs> we're like, I just we want to like, cover all of it, it because I couldn't stop watching it. I was very excited to see what everyone was doing and how they were all interacting a mm-hmm. year later. Um, But with that being said, just as a heads up, this week we just have now this episode on Wednesday and we're just going to be dropping Wednesday episodes just the next couple weeks because we got some behind the scenes stuff that we're doing and Mm -hmm. getting ready for as we then hit 
September that or yes. September, but the end of September when Love Is Blind season five is starting, and The Golden Bachelor and The Bachelor of Paradise and FY Island, mayhem. we're gonna be cranking out a lot and a bunch of episodes for you all. So we got some behind the scenes prep work. So Wednesday episodes for the next few weeks, and please stay tuned because we are going to be giving you all the information about what our upcoming schedule is going mm-hmm. to look like um, now with all these new change of times with the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor yeah. in Paradise and all that and when we're going to be dropping all of our episodes. Um, but next week, we're going to be talking about Bachelor in Paradise, predictions, cast bio, going over all of that. And then the following week, the Golden Bachelor cast yes. bio, which those trailers look amazing. Like so excited. See, meeting all the women, I tried to like, it took everything in me to not be watching them deeply but i tried to resist so that we could have a cast bio episode where i was seeing their faces for the first time but i did get a sneak peek of a couple of the women and i'm so excited i'm so excited so excited unprecedented times i know i can't wait i can't wait um okay so love is blind after the altar season four it starts letting us know it's been one year since the pods yes and family Everyone's still together. It's insane. I don't understand. <laughs> like, what? Wow. Like, how are these you people? You heard us recap this. Yeah, Can you believe? No They're wow. all still together. And not only are they still together, they seem like really happy. Yeah, it is weird. You know, you start to kind of go, wait a second. These shows are really messing with us. You mean like, like just the editing, the editing process? They, they always make us think that like people hate each other or that it's like a misery situation. Now, let's be real. I, there are miserable people that have been together for 40 years. So <laughs> okay, that's true. This doesn't mean like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean they're happy. It just means they are currently together. Right? They seem happy there, though. Certain couples seem happy. Certain really couples happy. seem happy. Yes. Um, so I agree with that. But you know, the same thing like editing, like the same thing goes with just because you're together doesn't mean you're happy. And also editing can play with you to make us think that they were more miserable than they were. So you really never truly know. I'm just going to say this. A hundred percent. You're right. The, the the editing process is always a big thing. And I right. remember Chelsea and Kwame coming off of the season saying that they gave them a wild edit yeah. uh, and made it look like Kwame was like SOS, not for me. Um, Although I, I do think Kwame and Chelsea, you can't edit around that. Like I have my thoughts about it a little bit. And at the <laughs> end of the, epi- the third episode or not the end, but like during the, the football game, mm-hmm. I think we were shown a little bit of, you know, a vibe. So I don't know. I'm a little bit like, you know, I have my thoughts. We'll okay, interesting, my interesting. But my thing was, it was like Brett and Tiffany, we were all like, duh, of course, soulmates, they're in love. If they don't last, I'm going to be devoted. So I wasn't surprised that Brett and Tiffany are still doing great and very much in love. Mm-hmm. But when all of a sudden Kwame and Chelsea popped up and they're still, they're still together and kicking, I was like, oh my God. And then uh, Bliss and Zach... Yeah, they, they seem to be the most in love. Bliss and Zach are like in honeymoon phase. Yeah. These two are so in love with each other, at least is how it appears on screen. Yes. Because the last time we saw their marriage, it was so sweet at the end, but she did feel hesitant in so many mm-hmm. ways. Obviously, there was the stress of like her dad questioning everything. And then she was like, well, you chose Arena and not me and fully understandable. But now I'm like... She had like the hearts and the eyes. Yeah, we no. find out that he is Zach is um, delivering one hour to two hour long serenades. 
to her. That's a headlining <laughs> a show. show. That's yeah. a headlining show at an arena. That's how long that is. Actually, those are normally like an hour 20. I was going to say, like, I like... Two hours of serenading. I... There's no amount of love that could ever survive that. <laughs> that sounds pretty torturous. Every hour, every minute of the serenade, the love is depleting from my tank. By the... By the by 15 minutes, it's already, we're already half. Like, An hour, I've, I've, there's no love left. I, I was body. literally just like, it was like, I think when I've seen some of my favorite headlining acts, it's been maybe 90 minutes. Maybe. maybe. But not and two hours. <laughs> and that's your favorite artist of all time that like inspired you and changed your life as a child. Not a guy you know. And you're like, sing. and you're like, after 90 minutes, you're like, yeah, my feet are hurting. I'm, I'm ready to go home. That was great. They played the hits, loved it. Awesome. Ready to go home. Now you're like, oh no, you are home and you still got it 30 minutes left of this guy's <laughs> That's an interrogation <laughs> tactic. Like a dark room and then him singing to you. I'll tell you anything. She said that he sings every single day. Oh. Every single day. She is an angel that she could put up with that. 100%, but also I think she seems to really like it. That's what yeah. There's someone for everybody. Some, pe- some people out there love getting serenaded, apparently. Yeah. Up to two hours. Yeah. You're probably, <laughs> you know what this show really shows me is that people who have like, who, who spend a lot of time with standards, like high standards, or they, or they decide on the person they want. Mm-hmm. It shows you that like, if you take that away, you really can find people. <laughs> I don't mean in that way. I, I just mean in the... <laughs> I just mean in this way. I just mean in this way. I think some people are just for different people. <laughs> no, no, no. What you I'm saying. wouldn't want me. You wouldn't be with me if I serenaded you two hours every single night. But no. But more what I'm saying is this. Blessed. What I'm saying is that when you're in that experiment, uh-huh. your standards are kind of removed. You can't have a physical standard. You can't really have a like you know immediate monetary standards so you can't like see what kind of car they drove up in or like you, you sure. can't make judgments that you normally would that would then you're not, be in, you're not meeting their friends right you're not away meeting their friends you're not seeing how they're like you know like oh they're drunk at a party and i'm seeing how they're crazy like you're just you're just meeting a person uh, uh, pulled away of most standards right you but, know what i mean and but, so because of that it allows you in and it shows you how many people you could possibly fall in <laughs> love with but you keep from it because of all these things in the way because people go oh you know i want a person who does this who makes this who looks like this right people have that sure sure of course and which maybe you should maybe you shouldn't but i will say there's so many people out there they're like i can't find anyone i can't find anyone and then you see all these people meeting each other and they all like fell in love and i'm going you know what it's the experiment is interesting. But here's the thing, though. Maybe you can like fall in love in the pods that way. But the fact is, they've stayed together for a year. Because well, that's what I'm saying, but the love was developed before okay, the judgments. Got that's it, more got what it, I'm got getting. It, got, at. It, got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. It's like you know what I mean. Like it's it's very interesting because, like, yeah, there's no way. I feel like there's no way if Bliss met him just in person and was experiencing those type of things, like, like IRL at work. Or no something. way they would have been together. No way. It was like that they fell in love without realizing. And then it's like, oh, you know what? Those things are those things now become charming. Yeah, because you're in love with the person. Exactly. I love Which shows you, you that ick is very close to charm. Well, you know, the thing about that, it's I was like, actually talking to a friend about this the other day, that it's so dependent on how you feel in your chemistry with someone because someone can do something that you find to be so icky 
if you don't like don't have a crush exactly. on them but then if you if you do have a crush on them them singing to you might be like oh my god like so my charming. heart a friend of mine was talking about how recently a guy showed up with a huge bouquet of flowers yeah. and she wasn't really interested in him anyway and then him showing up with a huge bouquet of flowers she was like yikes this feels clingy and needy yeah. and, and i don't like it right. but i'm like but if you would have liked the guy and he would have showed up with a bouquet of flowers you're like wow this is a green flag he's mm-hmm. being thoughtful he's thinking about me beforehand mm-hmm. But (laughs) here's the thing, though. I love you so much with every fiber of my being and bone in my body. But if you sang at me for two hours, I don't know how I'd feel. There's nothing left. I'm I'm super (laughs) honest with you about that. If you sang at me for two hours, the love would be gone. It'd be over. I just would be like, man, I wish we could work this out. You're like, you could do so many things to me that I would be patient with you through and push through for our love. But if you tried to sing at me for two hours. That type of torture is you just beyond repair. You can't come back from that. You really, you truly can't. But some people like that stuff. You know, I don't know. Maybe we're just old curmudgeons. Maybe. I don't know. Could you handle that, dude? No. I mean, I don't even like like getting happy birthday sung to me oh, right like it was no. i had the best birthday a few weeks ago because like i didn't i was with a bunch of people and i didn't tell like anyone it was my birthday but like it just so happened that it was like an ice cream and like pizza day so i had everything you could possibly want in a birthday but without, without being attention. sung to and the attention oh and it was yeah glorious I really resonate with that. <laughs> Nothing was more anxiety inducing than when you go out to dinner with your family when you were a kid and you saw that everyone coming over to sing happy birthday. You're like, go, go, please, God, no. But no, then, no, you, but, no. She, but Kay, but then you got the Chelsea situation and she says her favorite time of year is her birthday. Yeah. Well, so maybe we just don't have enough self love. Maybe that's honestly <laughs> maybe the issue. That's what it is. Maybe we have so much just self deprecating hatred towards ourselves maybe. that we can't even fathom that. But if you truly love yourself, then like someone singing to you is lit. Maybe because you know Shit. what I will say. We just say... broke through. We we are like, we're the problem. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're definitely no. not the problem. Because I will say this: Instagram free and Katie, who has so much self love, every time she goes out, she always says it's her birthdays to get sung to every single time. So it's her birthday every week. I just I like to frame it like I am very secure in my self love and I don't need the external okay. validation. Oh, that's a spin like zone I like. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. Yeah, that's the spin zone the sad people like here. <laughs> I mean, this, the, like the gloomy days spin zone. Yeah, yes. I don't really like to be sung at. Yeah, I'm not a birthday person either. I'm trying to think what I like. Cash. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. No. Put I some, mean, put some dollar bills praise, in that note. Praise is nice. For yeah, doing you're a, something. Yeah, you're You know, you do a good guy. job at something. Praise is nice. You like that attention. But but to be sung at would be woof. Mm-hmm. Rough. Mm-hmm. Rough. Well, they're loving it. Okay, but we start with Brett and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're clearly just doing so well. They're so in love. And it is crazy to think about that it really has been a year. If yeah. you soak that up, like a year is a long time being married to someone. Like yes. that's a decent amount. This is not like a month later catch uh-huh. up, like post the show. Right, right. You're in it. You've lived life now. Yeah. And they are very much in love. It feels like the one thing that like, you know, has been tough to a certain extent was that she had to or she chose to move to portland to move in with him Mm -hmm. but they were so sweet because they were talking about like you know how it has been tough for her but like he so appreciates her you know being willing to make that sacrifice and she's finding her new walks and yeah just kind of the new space but it is i mean it's tough to make those moves man when you're so used to something especially so quickly i sympathize with her 
Because I do think if you uproot your life and you haven't found your vibe there, yeah, that can be really hard, especially if you're like working full time and your person's like, like, I think she works from home. I want to say, I, I feel like I remember seeing that in the yeah. episodes could have been a COVID thing, but like I, she works from home, I think. Mm-hmm. And so if you're stuck at home working and you're not vibing with like, oh, when I take a break, I go on a walk and, I, and I, you used to really love where you were. That's really tough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the vibe I get is like, he's super grateful and she loves him and everything's good there. But the vibe I got was a little bit like, I love my person so much. So I'm at war with where we live, but I love this person so much. And to make that move, especially too, when it's not like you started like your typical dating scenario where you are, you meet someone and maybe you do long distance for a while. It's like you met this person in the pods, you're married within a month and then you right away move and you're in a new space and there's so much new happening at once. But, you know, I feel like the thing about them, which I feel like we saw throughout, um, the love is blind season. And then even on the, the, these three episodes is that they seem to just have such good communication though, that you're like, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a process just when you find your, your people in your space, like in the new place that you live. But I don't know. They just... No, their relationship seems rock solid. It's more just that vibe. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Because no, sure. I've known a bunch of people that have like been madly in love, moved somewhere, and then the other person's miserable, and then they got to leave after a while. Yeah. Right? It's hard to find a place that makes you feel at home. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time to build that, too. Mm-hmm. To like find friends, find a routine, get into stuff, like it. Like that can take five years yeah no you could tell when they were back in seattle she like definitely missed seattle big time but i mean the two of them together Mm -hmm. it's just when when they're (laughs) it's like there there are moments together when they're with the other couples and when he's making that speech at the end those two are just like so mad for each other they're so mad for each other um but again, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. I wasn't surprised to see yeah. that. That was the couple that I was like, mm-hmm. if they're not together anymore, I'm going to be There's real no hope. upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be real bummed That was out. not a shocker at all, obviously. But I liked that they talked about the whole Portland move because yeah. it was like a real window into a real relationship mm-hmm. and what can be tough about Actual that. issues, yeah. yeah. And then we have the Zach and Bliss moment where we see them for the first time. And like we said, these two are just obsessed with each other the show made it look like we saw them going into a doctor's appointment and the show tried to make it look like they were going in for potentially like a pregnancy or something yeah i was thinking fertility was gonna be i thought it was like a fertility doctor or something that was the energy yeah they made it look that way and then we end up finding out that they are going to a doctor because zach has allergies to her animals (laughs) which i was like (laughs) which by the way there's levels too like there's allergies and then there's like Go to a doctor and get shots for allergies level, which is like gnarly. Which which is love. Like yes. you're like, I want to figure out a way to make this happen. I want to make sure that like your animals, you love them so much and they mean so much to you. I want to make sure that they're able to be in our home. Because we found out that um we found out that they had to take the animals and they were staying with her her family or something. While he kind of figured out how While to... his like shots started to, you know, come into place. The thing about uh Zach mm-hmm. is that he's so interesting to me because he's like wildly dedicated to his partner. Like uh-huh. the stuff he put up with Irina was insane and he just kept pushing through until it got so bad that you can't even be a human being without like, like there's no human on the planet that could put up with it. And he finally cracked mm-hmm. and was still kind of like chill about it. And then when he committed to bliss, I'm blown away by how 
much this guy just like puts into his relationship. Like he doesn't hold back anything mm-hmm. and he goes all in and he's not ashamed of who he is. Like, I think that's what makes bliss. So in love with him it is like feeling full dedication yeah. from someone to her. Mm-hmm. Like that's the energy I get is that <clears throat> I'm sure they have chemistry. They love each other, whatever. But I also think that you can overpower sort of any, any like initial issues with just being like fully dedicated. And he is fully dedicated, dude. He's getting shots. It's like something about the guy is just so like he was like when the football game happened, he was like terrified of her getting hurt. Yeah. So he was wanting to restructure the entire game. <laughs> he was like in order to we not, will change the structure of football. <laughs> in order to help her not maybe get injured. Like he's yeah. just all in and I think it's you it's gotta feel good. To be on the other end of that, oh, knowing 100%. that you are the sole focus and like your happiness and safety and like care is the sole focus of another person. You know, that'll For make sure. You fall but I also then feel like there is a thing, too, where they like found like their person because when they were walking into the doctor's office, it said like turtle room yeah. on the outside. And it was like a photo of a yeah. turtle. And they both had a moment where she was like, oh, turtle room. I love turtles. He's like, aren't they the best animal? They're so interesting. And they're having a full conversation about turtles, which was very sweet. But I was like that you found each other's person, because if I were to look at you and walk into a room and see a photo of a turtle and start telling you about turtles, you'd be like, what are you talking about? about turtles? I wouldn't. To be honest with you, that's not far off of what you do. <laughs> you, you, as you were saying that, you were thinking to yourself, "Wait a second, I do do that." <laughs> I was literally like, yeah. "Oh, You're if like, I was walking crazy? into a and doctor's like, office, first of all, I would have been like, I am loving this doctor's office that they have like animals outside of their rooms instead of like room number four. It's like the turtle room. I'm like, I am here for this. Here's the thing, though, as I analyze this, mm-hmm. it's what makes interactions strange." Is not one person saying something. It's what the other person responds like. So let me give you an example. Okay. What makes like, it's like what makes anything funny. If you would walk in and go, wow, turtles love turtles. And I were to respond and go, yeah, me too. Turtles are really great. You'd be like, that's weird. But I would be like, you like turtles, eh? Like, Big turtle fan. That's now we're having a banter. I think. Right? But if, but, I but think what made you're that, a grumpy crush. You just need to love turtles but what made And you need to the sit The interaction in between Zach and Bliss kind of funny and awkward is it, is it he goes, yeah, turtles are great. And, yeah, you, know, you know what thing, I'm saying though? It's not the, who starts the thing. It's how you finish the thing. But then thing. she loves that. That's what I'm and saying. And then let's talk about this. Talk about dedication. Listen, we were all out here. People initially were like, Zach with like his serenades. And of course, we have thoughts about the two hour long serenades. But we end up finding out that the way that Zach let Bliss know that he was going to start taking the shots and be able to bring the animals back is that he apparently, she said, wrote her a long story like a fantasy story about her two animals being telepathic and knowing that they were going to come home. And that's what I'm talking about. This man, we saw him on screen and we were like, I don't know what he's given for the camera. And if he's like, you know, he's singing about a Blarney stone and what's going on. Is he trying to like, you know, uh, try to get more cameras on him and have more airtime or what the deal is. This man, when they're alone and no one sees it, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to get shot so that you can bring your beloved animals back. This man is writing a full-blown fantasy novel that includes her animals and gives that to her. Yeah. My nightmare, her dream. I love that. <laughs> I saying, you know that what is, I mean? That that's is the beauty of dedication. What you're talking about, that's that dedication. is dedication. Like, dude, for me to write you a <laughs> poem about bringing a dog back because I had allergies, 
Like that is what I love. Yeah, no, growl at me all you want. I'm you just, I know who it. I am. <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like thoughtfulness and can thoughtfulness and dedication can truly overpower a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think he gives his partner that and I gotta I gotta hand it to him but I think it was really really special that he I think it was so special that this man is out here wanting to make sure that she is reunited with her precious animals I thought that it was so sweet to Mm -hmm. see that they're going through this journey together yeah no no no. I mean I think they're I think personally personally I think they're the most in love I think Brett and Tiffany are super in love don't get me wrong but because Zach and Bliss are so like eccentric in their love. I think it's like you can't get more locked than that. Like you can't like and, I, and you see them look at each other and talk and it's like that's some next level shit right there. Evan, this isn't a love competition. It's a love competition. Absolutely can, it's a love competition. That's love. all this is. <laughs> there isn't someone who's more in love. Okay. Everyone's just I, in love. I'm the judge of who's most in love. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have Kwame and Chelsea. Yes. And these two, again, I mean, color me surprised. These two are <laughs> what? Is that a thing? Color me surprised? I don't know. Color me mine? <laughs> color me surprised? Okay, so these two are. These two are still together. And I have to tell you, it's another one of those moments where when I think back on our original feelings, I felt like we were really right. Mm-hmm. Our original feelings were when these two were in the pods, we were like, they are meant to be together. Yeah. Okay. That was our declaration. We we're like, these two are both going to every Tony Robbins conference. You know, they are hyping each other up. It is so over the top. You know, ice baths every day, helping each other get dressed in the evening, wanting to match with their outfits, all of this. That's what we thought. And then when there was like the Kwame hiccups and everything where we're like, oh, maybe he hates her. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what's going on. I think a lot of that really was the editing mm-hmm. and maybe just dramatizing just their arguments or focusing on just their disagreements instead of all the time that they had together. Because in this After the Altar series, it seems so clear to me that these two, in my opinion, are also meant to be together. Mm. They are like the same person to me, essentially, in the way that like when she's getting changed, she's just like, check this out. Oh, my God. Like, look at how hot I look. And then he's like, yes, baby, you look so hot, gorgeous. And then he does a swap and she's like, oh, my God, let me see that body. Oh, yeah. Look at how hot you are. I mean, they are literally like each other's cheerleaders. They're both competitive. They're both each other's cheerleaders. Ah. I just feel like they're meant to be together. Yeah, they're meant to be together. But what is weird or not weird, but like, you know, what's I was just analyzing their like conversations whenever they are with people. So like they had this, the dinner thing when everyone to get everyone was together and everyone talks normal. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, we had a great time doing this. We had a great time doing that. Oh, you know, I've been up to this lately. This is what I'm up to. And then anytime anyone asks them what they're up to, they speak in a way like they're writing a motivational book. <laughs> Well, but that so everyone goes, hey, we should go to like, uh, we should, you know, uh, we've been going to the park lately. It's been really fun. And then they go, what do you guys been up to lately? You know, for us, finding a space to own our power, to own our identity has been absolutely essential to grow. <laughs> so so what to we be. want, so soccer for him, what it allows him to do is, is, is to be grounded 
And everyone's like, what are you talking? I just want to know what you did all over the weekend. Like, can you stop <laughs> with the platitudes? Like, everything is like a motivational quote. It's like, oh, so how you guys been um, doing together? And then like, Another couple would be like, it's been hard, you know, because we moved to Oregon and I'm not really comfortable in Oregon, but he works here and we love each other very much. And they're like, for us, love is much more than your surroundings. It is a foundational. And you're just like, what are you even saying? But that's so we never even really hear. And then that's why I love Kwame, because never once in a while, he'll just be like, yeah. And it's a bit of compromise. You know what I mean? Like he leaks. He, he can't really hold it together as well as she can. You but know what that's I mean? why I think they're meant to be. I really do. Yes, he has those moments. But I do have to say during that dinner, I did feel like there were moments where we did see realization on yeah. Chelsea's end where she was like, I think now I'm understanding what you meant when you were talking about the traveling piece. I was taking it a different way. And she says even later when she had her one of her birthday parties with her family where there were like 100 Chelsea's in attendance, her family is just 100 Chelsea's. Um, they were all together. And she was like, I don't think I realized how hard this was for everyone else. Uh. I feel like there was kind of a bit of a... A bit of a light bulb moment for her in a few areas where it was like, oh, I'm seeing now how other people felt in this journey. It was hard for my family. It was hard for your family. It was hard for you because you were thinking about wanting to travel more. It's like the realities of the situation as opposed to just the like clips. Yeah, it was the the reality of the situation aside from like Chelsea's feelings about Kwame. It was like, yeah, you can feel all you want to feel and be as passionate as you are, but like the reality is... (laughs) horned up as you want to be. But the reality is this is going to be difficult for everyone else involved. And especially if there is, you know, time where you are having to make sacrifices and all these things. Mm. But they, by the way... Had their everyone had like their little clips of like you know either eating out at dinner or you know at the doctor's office or whatever, and they were going because she they were going to um a baseball field because she was throwing out the first pitch at a Mariners game. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I think so. And that was literally another moment where I was like, these two are destined for one another because the way that they were acting about her throwing out a pitch it was like she was about to win the nobel peace prize it, it, it truly was it was like she sold, was selling her company for 200 million dollars it was like she, you go out there he had her by the shoulders and he was looking in her eyes with so much love and he was just like baby you breathe you know who you are this is the moment you've been waiting for and she's like yes baby yes baby no, and she was, <laughs> no, no, no 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 she was crying she started crying and I was like, enough, that's too far. <laughs> crying about the first pitch, not because you're nervous, but because you're so inspired by the speech he's giving you. Again, it's it's way <laughs> too many conferences, way too many conferences. It's too many like <laughs> books about motivation, <laughs> about couples, about pa- empowerment. It's way too, you've lost touch <laughs> of like what being a human is because you've just read about being a human. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like, they're just, they're just walking. Like, honestly, I don't know if this is the case. And I feel like it's more her than him. Isn't that she seems to just be like absolutely fine with like operating on that. Just like the conference level, conference level. Mm -hmm. He seems to be like someone who's adapted it and done a really good job adapting it. But definitely like, you know, he kind of has his moments where he's like, oh, I don't think I could take another positive (laughs) talk. You know, like the fact, like I guarantee you before, that clip of him ta- him talking to her in the hall she said to me come on give me a pep talk 
probably she's like, like i need a pep talk for he's babe. like for the for the first for the pitch you're gonna throw like before anyone <laughs> ever shows up to the arena and he's like she's like yeah he's like oh okay you've always been an inspiration you know what i mean and it's just like it's a little bit much and i the one thing i i love chelsea i think she's like a really great person this is no judgment on her as a person but i will say kwame is an amazing person to be able to keep up with that energy it's a that lot. energy is exhausting <laughs> from this angle like dude I love motivational stuff. I, I read some books. Sometimes I get I get motivated. I get some new ideas. Totally. I read them every single day for four hours <laughs> a day. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, don't blow my cover here, okay? I'm a big motivation guy. But what I'm saying is, is like, when it's your personality, that is a lot of energy to consume it's and a to lot like of energy. be around. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. Like when when you, like, she'll walk into a room or like she'll be at the bar. And the people that she saw one hour ago at the football field walk into the room and she's like, what's up? And she like runs over like she hasn't seen him in two years. And she's it's like that type of energy is like, you got to be ready. If I'm hungover, <laughs> I cannot hang out with Chelsea. I cannot be anywhere near the zip code of Chelsea. But if you wanted to feel good about yourself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I got to give it to her. You know, no, she, she is seems like she'd be self-love at the highest level. But levels. I feel like she'd be a great friend. If you're having a rough day, you call mm-hmm. Chelsea and Chelsea comes over and kicks your ass and tells you who you are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. 100%. Don't get me wrong. This is getting no judgment on her. She's amazing. But if I'm hungover, the last person on the planet I could hang out with is Chelsea. Because I can't handle that shit. I think it's kind of funny because we find out that Chelsea and, and Kwame are BFFs now, like really, really close with Zach and Bliss to the point that when they travel, they just get one room and each couple shares or each couple uh, sleeps in a queen bed and they have like photos of them all cozied up next to each other. So they're now like these, this couple, <laughs> these two couples are together 24 seven besties for life. <laughs> Should we start like a swinging rumor? Cause I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. You're over 30 years old and y'all are sleeping in the same room. Maybe it was a one-time thing. I was saying I'm, all about, it. I'm all about it when we're like we're talking about saving money here. I'm like, let's save that money, honey. Sure. But if it's just more like we love to spend time together, I'm like, God bless. Um, where I experimental. Where I got a giggle was that they said for their six month anniversary that they all got together and spent their six month anniversary together. And they were like, Brett and Tiffany, they wanted to come, but they couldn't because <laughs> because they were in Portland. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure maybe sweet and Brett and Tiffany didn't want to hurt your feelings and like, you know, say absolutely no. But my guess is they probably wanted to spend their six month anniversary alone. <laughs> also, there's no such thing as a six month anniversary Says- because the word is anniversary annual yearly says the six man, month anniversary is for people who are 21 I was years say, old but says the yes, man i used who, to do it you, but i was you also would, 21 you would for you, every single month every single month we'd be dating, shit. <laughs> every single month that we'd be dating you'd give me a gift because on our i'm next fucking month, sweet okay one month anniversary don't blow my cover here 14 month stop anniversary. blowing my cover here stop blowing my cover here but also, I was young, okay? No, okay. But if you're Evan, 30 years old, six-month anniversary, don't you think... No, do you go gonna, on trips? I mean, no, that's a I'm bit No, I'm going to fight much. you on this one because you... Find, like, if it's a reason to go on a trip, sure. But to be like... Evan, think about the scenario that they're in, okay? Of course they're celebrating their six-month anniversary. They met on a reality Semi-anniversary. TV... Semi-anniversary. They, re- they met on a reality TV show in pods. I would be celebrating every week that we were still together, okay? <laughs> let's be Let's be real here, okay? So let these people celebrate their six-month anniversary. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm more saying the way they talk about it is like it was a thing 
that's normal. They talked about it like we did our 10 year, like we did our six month. You know what I'm saying? Like 30. <laughs> I listen, I, I think I understand them celebrating their six month anniversary, but I would imagine that Tef- Tiffany and Brett celebrated their six month anniversary alone. Yeah. yeah. Alone. See, we know people like this. We know people that are like friends first over together when it comes to th- like special occasions. And it's very interesting there. It is kind of like a personality type. And it's not wrong or right. But the people oh, who are mean, like, we, we want to celebrate our special things with other people. With a community. With a community. It's very, you know, yeah. certain people are like, oh, our anniversary, your birthday, we're going to go on a little trip. And then certain people are like, no, it's always with friends. Oh, anniversary, you're just kind of close. Let's combine. Let's combine. It's interesting. Yeah, you and I are loners. I'm like, we're celebrating an anniversary. I don't care if it's our 45th or 43rd anniversary like right. we're celebrating it alone right right right, right you know right. I, now our child would be like yes we maybe have the kiddo, we'll see if you she's know? around you know <laughs> but yes it is funny um oh but then but then later in the episode we do get their year anniversary by the way that then the three couples uh brett and tiffany come in from portland and the three couples get to have that dinner together mm-hmm. and God, the dinner was set up. It was so stunning. Yes, beautiful. They really, they really threw a gorgeous dinner mm-hmm. for them. But then they were all reunited and had their moments together. And we got a little, like, you know, picture into yep. more of what's going on with their lives. Um, but those were the three married couples. Okay. Then we end up seeing Micah. Yeah. First, we see Micah. Now, I will say this there were a lot, there was a lot of drama with Micah and Paul after the airing of the season. A lot of like them talking about the other person on social media um, in like a negative way. And then like a month later being like, we always will love each other. And then we were finding out that like they dated for a little bit after the show and they broke up. It seems very on again, off again. So I really wasn't sure where their relationship was at now. Well, we see Micah and she is waiting for someone um, at a restaurant. And I was assuming it was going to be Arena. I'm like, it's not going to be Paul. Sure. I was guessing it was going to be Arena. Well, she is, in fact, waiting for Elizabeth, Paul's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's mom. That's who crazy. is her twin. Right. Who, they connected like crazy when they first met during the, the, the season and everything. But I have to tell you, I am shocked. This is another couple that I'm shocked about because the vibe that I was getting from Paul's mom was that she was like, if you hurt my son, your head will be on a platter energy. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, when these two end, she's going to be like, I'm turning on my twin Micah. I will never speak to her again. Paul is my king. Paul is my love. He's my mushroom god, you know, energy Mm -hmm. from mama. Well, in fact, Paul's mom was quite the opposite. Micah was like, well... Paul's mom and I, we talk on the phone like every day and we love each other. And even if Paul and I aren't together, I just love having her in my life. And then she tells her, I really want to be respectful to Paul. And if this is weird and Paul's mom is like, I don't care if it's fucking weird. That's his problem. (laughs) Mom was on a purely selfish pursuit this entire episode. She's like, I don't care about my son's happiness. I don't care about your (laughs) happiness. I want you two to be together so that I can have my best friend. Like that was the purest, purest she, form of like a selfless parent who is just like a selfish, selfish parent who's just like, no, I don't care where or if you get married or who you get married. Just get married in Bali because it's my favorite place to go. <laughs> like that was basically her mom it was just like, I'm a bestie. If you don't marry her, we're going to have an issue. 
Like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Paul's mother wants to party with Micah. Mm-hmm. She wants Micah to take her out on the town. She wants she wants to be out getting a little martini with Micah and for some cute boys to come up and be like, is this your sister? Yeah, like this is the dream. Yes. <laughs> she wants to hang out with Shelby and Irina and do like this kind of we're mean girls and we don't even you can't sit with us boys. The like, girl gang. Yeah, that's know? what she wants. That's what she wants. 100%. She's single and she's like. You know, Jones and for a crew. Yeah, she's and you know what? Shout out to her. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. She wants to go out and she wants to party, and I want that for for Paul's mom. I really do. Now the problem is when you're like trying to force the relationship, you can still stay besties with Micah. You know what I mean? Like she says, which by the way, I did like that part. I liked the part where mom was like, I found my friend. And he's a grown man who decided to say no to you. And if he has a problem with us being friends, that's on him. Yes. She's like, she literally is like, I've always said this for forever. Boys are stupid. <laughs> it's like, shout out to Paul. <laughs> and I liked, I liked that. I was like, mm-hmm. listen, she found someone that she really likes. And Micah really is connected, connected with her too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God bless their relationship. Where it got a little funky was when, she then was spilling the tea to Micah when Micah was like, yeah, Paul and I still have been talking and I don't know where we're at. And we did see each other the other day. And then Paul's mom was like, well, not to be the bearer of bad news, but he is seeing someone. Yeah. And I'm like, oof. <laughs> but I got to hand it to mom for doing that. She didn't have to say that. I know. I'm glad she, she said that to, to bring her. It up. That was really that was really strong of her. Um, so I have a take on this. Tell me if I'm crazy, but I think Micah was heavily influenced or not heavily influenced, but like when she was around Irina, it really became mean girl vibes. Personally, once we've seen Micah outside of the pods, yeah. I kind of always felt like she's not nearly as bad as we thought she was. Agreed. Like Agreed. she kind of seems to be sweet and cool and like never seems to rock the boat too much. And just, and then she got wrecked by Paul and like, we kind of walked away. Everyone walked away being like, Ooh, that was kind of a shitty move by Paul and Irina, you know, or Micah seems to be still attached to Paul and kind of seems to be sweet and blah, blah, blah. Here's one thing I will say that I think is the differentiating factor why Micah gets under so many people's skin, mm-hmm. like Chelsea's skin. Obviously, they well, have a thing. Well, that's the Kwame but, situation. But yeah. I feel like she does these little things that like hanging out with Paul's mom. I think 90, it, it'd be one thing too if they dated for five years, they were married then she they got divorced or they got they separated and then they kept the relationship she met her once maybe a couple times through the whole process right and then instead of going it's kind of weird for me to be like hanging out with my like ex's mom of like two months Mm -hmm. into in who's not my age who's you know who's my ex's mom to and then it might put an awkward situation between me and him and like i don't know there's just and then Later on, when we see the, you know, that she moved back to Seattle, like there's just certain things where it's like, I don't know how to put it into words, but she has a way of like innocently doing shit that would drive people crazy. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, I do have to say though, when she was sitting with Paul's mom, she she was saying numerous like, times, oh, like, but I, she was doing the same numerous times. She was like, I I don't want to like keep but this relationship going. If but she was like, I don't want to keep this relationship going if it's gonna, you know. But she was still doing it, and that's more what I'm getting at. It's like sure. she seemed like on paper super nice, nothing wrong, but she seems to kind of be the person that like would just buy the same dress you have. <laughs> For prom. <laughs> and kind of look better in it. And then just be like, 
oh it's crazy yeah like you have such good style i just thought this was i thought i just i just was so inspired by you that i got the same dress and you're like like that's a nice way to put it but you fucked me you know what i mean like i think you know what i'm saying like there's something about her that like you'll just you'll just do these little moves where you're just like oh i'm during the dating season like i just pulled kwame aside to tell him that like we're good. Yeah. And it's like, no, now you got Kwame back into you. And it's yeah, like, yeah. is everything kind no, of I think, got these ulterior motives? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I'm, I thought over towards the end of the season and then also in these episodes, I felt like she was handling most everything super, super, cool. super well and being very gracious. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'll stick by, you know, when I, when I see someone who, all the friends are saying some some rude stuff under their breath. I'm like, that's a red flag. The if reflection those are your, if of you. Those are your besties. You I, seem I like everything's cool, by, but all your friends are the worst. Yeah, I gotta I gotta stick by that. Where I'm like, that's that's Something's some serious off. red flags. Yeah. But okay, she though ends up finding out that info from Paul's mom. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Paul's mom is just like, yeah, he takes after his dad in communication. Oof. And what so then we see that that <laughs> dick I don't talk to anymore that I was divorced from like. That's what he's like. It's like, okay. Mom's getting a little loose on a lunch Sunday. Well, and then mom, and then we see mom with Paul. And Paul is talking about how the new girl that he's seeing is supportive of all of his hobbies. And he felt like Mike could just put up with them. And mom is just like, I'm going to tell you about how Micah is the best for you. And, you know, if you you need to beg, she goes begging goes a long way. If you were to show up at Micah's door, bended knee, flowers, chocolates, I think she would go back to you like beg for her. And Paul was just <laughs> telling her about this new girl that he's seeing. And she's just like, la, 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 yeah, la, la, he's like, she's great. I, she loves all my hobbies. She loves to travel. She Micah didn't like any of that. And then she's like, blah, 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 blah. Um, you should go back with her because she's better than you'll any ever have. And all, we're besties. All I could think about was if I was the if I was the new girlfriend watching this episode, I'd be like, okay. I mean, I guess I'll never be Micah. Right. So like, it's never going to be a tight relationship because she's always going to want to have her bestie there. Like right. she's going to always hate me. Micah's going to be coming to dinner, and the issue is that Micah is the type that would show up to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, probably. While Paul's <laughs> there with his new girlfriend, because mom invited her. And she's like, we're just friends. Um, Paul, can I talk to you for a sec? That's more what I'm saying. Totally. It's just those little things. Totally. Where it's like. Now, we had a moment where Paul says that she she basic. Oh, by the way, by the way, mom also says like, well, you know, just so you know, Micah is, you know, she moved back to Seattle. So now she's here. And Paul had said before that like Micah wanted to call it quits in their relationship because they weren't living in the same place. But now she's in Seattle and mom's like, listen, she's going to have no problem. She's going to find the creme de la creme of men to date. Like you better get your ass, you know, working over here to get her back. And Paul ends up saying that his mom said to him on the wedding day, anything other than a yes is a no. And so when Micah said go first, that he was thinking about that that wasn't a yes. Here's my thoughts with Paul. And I know I'm now I'm jumping to the last episode of this little series. But Paul, sorry, everybody. I said first episode, I'm like, Paul gives me player vibes. I think Paul is a total player. And then I went back on my word. I did that a lot during love is blind like i feel like i had my initial impressions and i think I, I feel pretty good about them now but then as the season continued i was like oh i guess i'm wrong and i'm like paul's the mushroom king and i think i just was misreading it i'm gonna go back to what i felt in the first place and i will 
say Paul, I believe Paul is a player. Mm. The dynamic between the two of them, especially then when Micah ended up sitting him down at the very end and was like, listen, I heard that you're seeing somebody and I'm feeling a little weird because by the way that we've been talking and seeing each other and you never mentioned this person, like I was confused as to where we were at. And then Paul's response is, yeah, I felt that way multiple times in our relationship, which is a dig. And then he ends up basically saying to her that you can have love for someone and then you can be in love with somebody, which makes it seem at first like I'll always have love for you, but I'm not in love with you. But then he throws in this comment like, you know, and and it's always been a what if with us and maybe we'll see. And then when she tells him, I can't have a friendship with you right now because it's just too much for me. I felt the way she handled that was super mature. I think she did what she needed to do in that situation and cut it off and be like, this has been confusing for me. She didn't blow up at him and go, you're dating somebody now and you didn't tell me and you've been texting and seeing each other. She didn't blow up. She was so chill about it. And then he's leaving it always open. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to be friends anymore. And then when she cuts it off, he's like, I think we'll like, we'll come back around. And he just keeps giving her this bait. And I obviously know there was tons of drama that went on between the two of them. And I don't know all the details about it and, you know, who was saying what and doing what. But in this situation, what I'm seeing is a guy who wants to have his cake and eat it too. And he's not committing to Micah, but he's stringing her along constantly and then he's got this other girl that he's seeing. And he's talking about her, but he's thrown out those lines to Micah and he's not happy when she wants to end their friendship because he wants to have that door open. 100%. And when he's on the football field with Amber, he's been flirted with. I mean, this man, he's a player. Yes, I agree. 100%. He's a Mushroom King player. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't think it's all her fault at all. I think I think he's a big player. I 100%. I'm going to stand by that. After yeah. watching this, I'm like, Paul is out here. He wants to keep all the windows and all the doors open. I think that's, he's that way in life across the board. Mm-hmm. He's a little AI. You know what I mean? He's For sure. a little like, it's just highly analytical. It's not like he's going with his heart. He's just kind of like, well, you know, I don't like the idea of having this. And we always want to have options. And, you know, that's his vibe. They're both like, you know, got their things that I think cause each other to trip up. And you know, yeah, for sure. Not shocking. It didn't but work I'm out. just like, OK, Paul, like that whole dynamic when she was trying to be like super gracious and be like, no, we're done. And he's just trying to eek. Let that door yeah. be open a little bit so he can kind of sneak back in there when he needs a moment of affirmation to get his flirt on and know 100%. that Micah will always be there. hundred percent. Yep. Just. Just had to say that. Um, And then we had Jackie and Josh. Mm -hmm. Jackie and Josh, they are still together. Mm -hmm. In fact, they are moving in Mm -hmm. to each other's apartment. Or they're getting an apartment together. Excuse me. Um, They were on a Ferris wheel together that was going very fast. He was throwing food at her. Um, You know, I... Evan and I, when we were watching this, we were having a disagreement because I feel like I sense tension in the relationship. This was the only couple that's still together to me that I was like, I don't see this being a permanent situation personally. God bless, you know, whatever. But like, I feel tension and you felt like he was kind of putting on kind of a tough guy exterior. Yes. I feel this is just my guess. I think she has a confusing attraction to guys who are sweet in their soul, but who like 
put on that they're these tough guys. Mm. That's the energy I get. Marshall was just pure sweet. Mm-hmm. So then she was, she always got said to him, boss up, boss up, boss mm-hmm. up, try to get him to be more like, like you I know, do what I want, I do what I want guy. So then he would kind of try, you know, and it would kind of be awkward. And then she'd be like, oh, that was a little cringe. They broke up. Josh hits me like a guy who is also very sweet in his soul, okay, but has spent a long time trying to be a tough guy because the reason here's, here's why I bring this up. I don't mean tough guy. I mean, I'm trying to use the word of like, like quietly strong and like doesn't have to try. Like Brett's a good example. Josh hits me as someone who's like very performative. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, he'll like throw stuff or they'll tease her in a way that just is like, you could tell that she's not even buying it. You know what I mean? Right. He'll like say a bunch of stuff like, well, you know, I'm the most romantic or I'm the, I'm the, I'm the biggest like badass in the room or something you know what i mean and, like, no one's really buying it like because 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 when he's down to himself like in the sports situations and stuff he's loud and fun and kind of like bubbly and like you know what i mean you could see him kind of come at it like Cut be loose. his normal yeah. self for a second and then when she's around he kind of sinks back into like i'm tough okay so it's kind of weird i feel like she doesn't know what she wants mm. she likes the sensitivity but she also loves the tough guy and so she's kind of like I don't know. It's an interesting thing that like to me, Josh and Marshall, super close. Just one practiced a certain like personality type almost. Interesting. Okay. That's the energy I get. Okay. Because then he, you even saw when the whole thing happened at the end of the episode, Josh came in and was like talking to Marshall. He's like, dude, it's like struggling, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, it's like, like you're going to talk to Marshall about your And drama? that's a Marshall move. Marshall would have come in and been like, man, I was struggling with the situation you know what i mean like he always did that so i don't know i just feel like there's a little bit of performance going on with josh in general interesting okay yeah because i was i with their relationship i i was feeling like i couldn't tell if they were being playful there was like this part of me where i'm like are they being playful but i felt like tension i felt Mm. tension like i'm like you know, they gave me the vibe that like when they're good, they're good. And when they're not good, they're not good. Like there's a lot of art. I, I don't know. That was just the vibe that I got to to reiterate my point. When she left Marshall, she was like, dude, so much drama. It's so over the top. Like it's too much for me to handle. The last night with Josh, when everything went down, so much drama Too, much, I'm so tired. This is too much. She said the exact same thing to Marshall when they broke up. Interesting. Too much drama. I'm so, I'm just I'm just tired. I just can't do this anymore. It's just too exhausting being around you. Interesting. Interesting. That's All my right. take. All right. Well, and it's cutting edge. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get into yeah. that dynamic with the Josh, Jackie, and then Monica piece yeah. in a sec because that was very interesting to me because I have thoughts on that. Um, but then we see Marshall and Marshall um, gets together with Brett and Tiffany and we meet Marshall's new girlfriend, Shay. Uh-huh. And he says they've been dating for almost a year, yeah. which means that they started dating really soon after the show ended. Yeah. So he's been with her for a long time. Marshall is like, she is the one. I'm absolutely in love with her. We don't really get to know her. I wanted her. to talk to her because Marshall's a fall hoping, in love with you overnight I was and ready to say, marry you guys. You never really bug. know what's really going on until you talk to the other person. <laughs> so I was like, he's such a love bug that I'm like, okay, I want to hear from Shay and like, see like where she's at with the relationship. 
same thing about Jackie, and she was like miserable and hated him. And she and he was like, she's the one, man. He was talking to Brett, being like, this is the one, man. Absolutely, we're madly in love, and she's obsessed with me. And then like cut to Jackie being like, yeah, I can't stand him. Like I'm in hell. So I mean, we need to talk to Shay to really know what's going on. No, totally. Because then even when he was talking with Brett and telling Brett about like how he feels about Shay, Brett was being such a sweet, supportive friend. Yeah. But you could tell in like the the twinkle in his eye, he was like, like, that's wonderful, Marshall. He's like, like we know I love the, the show is going to cut to Shay, and Shay's going to be like, yeah, he's been really nice. We've gone three dates and it's been like a chill <laughs> couple months for a year almost so obviously it's going well yeah, they're right. they're together so blessings to them um then off of marshall we then end up having a conversation with uh jackie and keisha so keisha was someone in the pods oh, yeah. who then we find out that her and jackie were super close and that keisha since has been like a really amazing friend buying her flowers checking in on her um and they start talking about when jackie sees marshall and jackie's like I'm going to say hi. It'll be all good. Like, whatever it is, what it is. Um, we find out that she's blocked Marshall, so they haven't spoken. And then Keisha said that she's blocked Marshall as well, um, saying that he's, uh, this man's apologizing every single month. And I was like, I haven't been following. So I'm like, has there been drama going on? Is he apologizing to the public all the time? But we then find out that Keisha was the one who dated Marshall for a bit afterwards. So then we saw... Um, the throwback of the reunion where Keisha's name was brought up and she said she didn't expect him to bring up her name and he said it was one date. Then she's explaining that that bothered her because she's like, it was more than one date. We were talking back and forth. Um, She wasn't trying to like, you know, hook up with one of her friend's guys, but they had been talking in the pods. They had had a connection in the pods, so she kind of followed up with him to check in on him and she's like, listen, it, it felt like more than one date. We were going back and forth a bunch, but clearly that ended. So she maybe blocked him. So again, I don't know if the p- apologies, she was saying like, maybe there was always drama, public drama going on and he was always apologizing to the public for stuff that was going on. Or if he was like constantly just apologizing to her and she was like over it. I don't know. <laughs> but Jackie's been uh, problematic. But the one thing I will say that I liked about the, her in this moment was that she was like, yeah, totally cool for you to date him. Like yeah, sure. she was, you know what I mean? Like there wasn't like a weird territorial vibe there of like well, no. most people wouldn't be cool with that. They'd be like, what yeah. do you mean? You're my one of my best friends and you're going to try to date the guy I just broke up with. Yeah. The fact that she was cool with it. I was like, you know what? I like that move. Sure. Like that and move. it seems like Keisha just has been an amazing friend to her after right. the show when there was a lot of heat on Jackie. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, also, we have a moment with um, Bliss and Amber. So Bliss and Amber are talking, they're shopping together, and Amber was the one who was connected to Paul that Paul broke up with in the pods. Amber talks about how she's moving to San Diego, and she then said that she met a guy at a music festival, and it went well, and then is maybe moving there, and I'm like, it didn't seem like they were... I was just like, you met a guy at a music festival, you just talked a couple times, now you're moving there? It it gave me a little (laughs) bit of a weird vibe, like... All I could see was him watching the show and being like, what? Like, like we talked twice and I'm already dating someone else. Like, what do you mean you're moving that's here what I'm saying. for I me? Couldn't, I couldn't, like, I couldn't quite read. Or he's sitting there with his girlfriend and be like, I don't know. I just was like talking to you at the party. Like, like oh, I, it no, wasn't like a big oh, deal. No. Like, and now no. all of a sudden my girlfriend's watching this and I... <laughs> It was one of those things where I'm like, I couldn't read if like maybe it was actually like she met him at a music festival and then it's developed into a relationship. So she's moving out there. But because there wasn't a lot of detail, I was like unclear. And then um, she says that 
Paul and her wouldn't have worked out if he chose her. But then later at the football game, oh, I, <laughs> the football game, I will say she went up to Paul and she was like, so I saw that you're thinking about moving to San Diego. And he's like, yeah, I've been considering it. She's like, I'm moving to San Diego. And then I was like, is Amber moving to San Diego for Paul? And Amber's like, we should get married. I mean, we should, I don't know, like maybe hang out once or something stupid. Because she made this statement about meeting a guy at a music festival and it didn't seem like it was an official relationship, but that she was moving. But then she was like, we find out that Paul's brought up that he's going to be looking into San Diego. I was like, I feel like Amber might still like Paul. Oh, still like Paul? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's that's like the most, that's like the most low level take on him on that situation ever. She's burying the lead in a guy she met at a music festival. Maybe she's really dating the guy from the music festival and maybe she really wants to move to San Diego. But the way that it was presented was a little bit like... I feel like maybe she still really likes Paul. Yeah, because when she met him on the field, she was like, so you're going, right? And we're going to be best friends, right? And you're moving? When are you moving? When's What's happening? What's your address? You got to admit, it was like very... Like, if I if I was talking to someone who was saying all those things to me, I'd be like, okay, we're probably not going to hang out in San Diego because this sounds like a lot. <laughs> but when you got that, like, thing, you know, when you really like someone, you kind of you can get a little... Zzz. Yeah, you're a little bit like, little like maybe mm-hmm. our love can form in San Diego and we'll Absolutely. be away from... She's like, here's a mushroom, you know, like she was <laughs> to the mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I know we've talked about it a bunch already, but the football game. Yeah. So Zach and Zach and Bliss, you know, come up, quote unquote, come up with the idea that everyone should be united via this flag football game because of some fantasy football league they were doing. It was unclear yeah. to me if it was with the pod squad people. They'd done a fantasy football league. I'm not sure. But they're like, let's bring everyone together play this flag football game and just so fake out. by the way when he was like i have an idea what if we did a flag football game together and it was like it was like and then they went to the football game and it was like this completely branded event it was like are you kidding me like the biggest plant ever by the show ever was having him being like oh i had an idea <laughs> let me brainstorm with you guys starting tomorrow i have fully branded everything with banners a rented a rented field everything but i feel like Zach, i don't know do you guys want to play maybe but i feel like so Zach did ridiculous. take it seriously because he was like well this is now my game yes. because he was like you said recreating the rules to protect bliss and have yeah. her not get hurt and he was showing up first and making sure everyone was set up that yeah. way even though brett was like listen i have done a full game plan with tiffany like yeah, we already totally. have the teams figured out mm-hmm. and zach is a little bit like i don't think it should be five on five mm-hmm. <laughs> i think it's gotta be three on three um but they they made too much of this football game normally i like the way that love is blind is structured but this was so random i'm like a flag football game I liked afterwards when they went to the bar and then they were all talking and had Chelsea's birthday party, you know, mm. a reunion of Chelsea's birthday party. That's great. But like the flag football game, it just felt so strange to me. I agree. But I do disagree in the fact that I think it was a good move. Okay. It differentiated from like the normal dinners and the bars. By the way, this show, all they do is have meetings and breweries. Okay. <laughs> If I see another goddamn brewery, I'm going to lose my shit. All they do is go to breweries. Drives me nuts. It's like, first of all, who drinks IPAs anymore? So breweries, that's not even a thing. Second of all, 
it's the least interesting thing ever to be like, and let's have another after party at a brewery in Seattle. It's like, God, it's like, it's like going, you know what I'm saying? It's like every fucking hang is in a brewery. And it's like, they, and then there's nothing going on there. And that's what drives me crazy is it's like, go to a place where they're doing something. And so that, that is actually what I liked about the football game. Okay. okay. Is it created like a, an, like an activity or something that, that, would, that was flipping the script and creating a different energy. Because if you're moving your body and like tackling or something, you're going to like say some different things or create a different energy. You go to a brewery and everyone's the same shit. You just walk in and you go, hey. And then you sit there and you go, I know, isn't it crazy? And you just sit there at the bar. And then some guy with a beard is serving you beer. Like it's the same shit every time so for me i actually liked the football okay. game and, he, and and another reason why i loved the football game is because we got the chelsea micah moment true which to which me was, was incredible because we saw we've 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 seen chelsea crack only a few times and the only person to crack chelsea is micah yeah Chelsea is Tony Robbins, just like 2.0, just yeah. like there is no energy that can bring me down because energy is a pathway to success. You know, like she's got all the things like, but when she's around Micah, she becomes like a jealous girlfriend, which yeah. we fucking love because it's interesting. So when that scenario went down, I would, I would keep the whole football game just for that moment, that moment because it was just Chelsea or sorry, Micah comes over and just goes, I want to connect with you. You're a great person. I think you guys are so cute together. You guys are incredible together. I feel like we haven't been able to connect as friends because of this, this, and this. And Chelsea goes, oh, okay. You can tell Chelsea's literally not even looking at her at the beginning. She's watching the game and she's going, okay, okay. Which was such a tell that that conversation was forced by producers. There's no fucking oh, way yeah, no, that no, Chelsea no. was sitting there and then Micah came over to say hi. No, that was trust and believe Chelsea is on the very edge of the field chanting for Kwame exactly. as he is absolutely the destroying the competition. came over and said, well, can you guys have a conversation? And Chelsea's yeah. like, oh, fine. Because so, she sits down and she's like this. Like, if you're if you're Micah, she's not even looking at her. She's just... And, Mike, and Micah's just like, hey, I just want to let you know. Like, it seemed at first, it seemed like, you know, oh, she's being really sweet and connecting. But then she's doing the thing. Oh, I just moved back into town. And then... Chelsea goes, you know what? I think this is a horrible town to date in. I don't think your partner's here. And she goes, where do you think my partner might be? She goes, I don't know, Brazil or somewhere fucking far away. And then she literally said something like, why don't you just fucking move? Like, Chelsea was like, I finally no. I figured it all out. And you're moving back to make our life hell. Because I know you're going to reach out again. I know you're going to be posting again. I know Kwame's going to absolutely be shadow following you and looking at your stories. And then, like, I'm going to be checking his Instagram and you know they're gonna be like he's gonna have to be not following you and create a fake account to watch what you're doing like she's like fuck i know the next three months are gonna suck because i'm I gonna did. have to be so sketchy on him i did feel for chelsea where you're like oh they're they said that they live seven minutes now from zach and bliss their best friends and chelsea is literally like i'm living my dream kwame and i are working out everything is good i am growing we are growing together we have our besties that we stay in hotels with together and now and micah's gone she's in arizona and now micah probably lives like five minutes from them why did she move there I guess she moved back, right? She moved she said, back. No, but here's the thing too. You know, and she and Chelsea's smart. Chelsea knows that Mike is going to reach out to the other couples. Hey, let's get dinner. Infiltrating the circle. <laughs> so now when Kwame and Chelsea go to dinner with the crew, Mike is going to be there now. 
A thousand percent. And you know what I feel for Chelsea? Oh, I felt so bad for Chelsea. Because it's like Micah's not doing anything. Like she wasn't like like all up on on Kwame or anything. It seems like she's definitely but, not but interested Chelsea's anymore. Like, now I have but to it's think like, about I, this. Now I have to think about it all now, the time. Now every time we go to dinner with the crew, I gotta go, is Micah gonna be there? Yeah, I gotta yeah, prep yeah, yeah, myself yeah. for this. Now we know Micah's gonna get drunk and be like, Kwame, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> I just wanna say like everything's cool. and we, We're cool, right? It's like, no, I, I have two kids with Chelsea. <laughs> you know what too, if I was Chelsea where I'd be really annoyed is I'd be like, they have Micah walking in like, yes, I'm with my person. And we see Chelsea later, even when she's talking to Josh, where she's like, all that matters is like, you're with Jackie, like, get over it. And I feel like Chelsea's doing a good job with that with Kwame, where she's not getting like entangled uh-huh. with the drama. But the fact that they let Micah walk in with Irina and Shelby, I'd be like, why is Shelby her best friend here. She wasn't part of the pod squad. Why is Shelby here now? So now I have to Shelby hang out with Shelby. <laughs> now I have to hang out with Shelby. I do have to say, when the when the girls got together and Arena was there and Shelby was there, it was much better than it had been in last season. But there were comments right away where it's like just undertones. Irina, like, Irina's the worst. <laughs> when Irina, when they had, when Micah had the flowers and they had their girls day together, and she immediately is just like, "Oh, bliss." That reminds me, or purple. Your flowers are purple. That reminds me of bliss. And my mom likes it's such a mom color. A comment Dude, like that. She immediately was jab, 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 diss, 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 diss. No offense, Irina. I just, she's just dissing everyone immediately. I was just like, so rude. There was just a couple comments made about bliss right away where I was just like. That weren't like mean comments, but it was just bringing her up where I was a little bit like, there, there's no need to bring her up. Like, she's so sweet. You're not interested in Zach. Bliss is an angel. It's an not angel. like you were in love with Zach and now you're devastated. Bliss I, was I'd understand. so sweet to all, even the mean girls. She was always like, hey, why were you talking about me? Whatever. Are we good? Whatever. So sweet. Bliss is an actual angel of mm-hmm. a person. So to like pick her apart, it's like, What's there to pick apart? I know, I know. And then it was there was the Irina moment later too, where Irina sits Amber down and is like, "Hey, I just wanted to apologize to you about laughing when you were crying with the breakup with Paul and like you know mocking it and da 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 and, and you've not been nothing but kind to me and like I'm really sorry." And Amber was like, "Oh, thank you." And she's like. Just FYI, though, I didn't know you were crying. Like, I had no idea what was like, happening. No, and Amber, Amber put her hand up and goes, you, "No, she's like, no, you knew exactly what had happened. Don't, don't do that. Like, we're not, we're not going to do that. I don't care. I don't have a grudge against you. I don't care how you feel. Just like, be better. I accept your apology. Let's just." And literally, Amber, I thought she handled it well because she just cut the conversation and she was like. No, I'm not going to argue about this. You apologize. Let's just end it there. Don't then do this whole like, I actually didn't know. She's I'm sorry like, that you're so sensitive. And that's something that I wish I knew it, I could it, stoop to. It started to. really well. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. Irina's pulling her aside and like apologizing to her. And that was, that's awesome. It was and literally like, I wish I could stoop to your level and I'm working on that. Yeah. And that's I how do, it ended up. And it, you know, I have to say, you know, at least Irina was starting to apologize. That's good. It's growth. But I just wish that then there wouldn't have been the butt tacked onto it. See, I don't buy it. I, I find the apologies like that all about like getting in graces of the public or getting in good graces of the sure. audience. I don't think that's like, it, forget the audience there. That apology is not even coming in close. It's sure. because it's when, when you expose yourself with a butt, mm-hmm. then you show that like, you're just trying to get good graces. So like sure, you're, sure, you're making sure, the sure. apology in front of other people or like in front of the audience or something, but like, yeah, a little, yeah, that's true. You could have done that, you know, a via, million years ago. Yeah. Like a year ago. Now you, do it. you could have sent a text a year ago. It's been a year. Now all of a sudden you're doing it cause you're on camera and Amber knew that Amber smart. You could tell Amber smart. She's like, yeah. I know what this is. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that the whole the Chelsea Micah sit down was was pretty legendary. That was because Micah was like, like I said, nothing wrong. Micah was being really sweet, Mm -hmm. but Chelsea also knew like this is going to be hell for me. Yeah, she's like, I'm not. And I loved how Chelsea couldn't. That's the one area of her life that she can't put the positive spin on. So she just goes like, I don't know. The moon, maybe date some moon men because like, I want you to get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like she literally is like Brazil. I don't know, whatever far away from here. Like she did, <laughs> she goes, wow, I bet it's really tough for you to be single here. She's like, where's my partner? She's your, your, I don't know. Your, your guy's deaf. I don't Mars. think your guy's here. <laughs> yeah, get it though. And she goes, I don't know. She, I remember her saying something to the effect of like, I don't know, Michael, just, just move the fuck out of here. <laughs> She's like, like, get out of here. Yeah, just get out of here. And Mike is like, okay, well, we should be friends. That's too funny. Oh, my God. Well, then when they were at the bar afterwards, um, the pod squad team ends up winning because, honest to God, Kwame, like, carried them. Kwame was absolutely crushing the football game. The man was crushing. Um, But then... They ended up going to the the after party, and we've talked about some of the conversations and drama that was there. Um, there was a moment where, when Jackie and Josh walked in, that Marshall, Marshall and Josh right away shook hands, and then Marshall yeah. uh, was like, "Jackie, can I talk to you?" And I have to tell you that conversation. He immediately apologized to Jackie, and he's like, "Hey, I feel like I put a lot of pressure on you to make the relationship work." And when to make the relationship work, and when you were clearly like pushing away, I was holding on tighter and trying to force it. Um, and I'm really sorry about that. And then she apologized to him about the way that the breakup was handled and the aftermath of everything. And she, you know, he tells her that she's seeing someone and he just wants her to be happy. And she's like, You deserve all the happiness and love in the world. And I do too. And I mean, they really. I, I was shocked. I thought it was going to end up escalating. And she, they were like, we're good. And they hugged it out. And I kind of got emotional. Because <laughs> it was yeah. definitely like, it had been so brutal and so messy that having that like kind of ending, closure, the closure, yeah. the chapter just being put to bed where it's like, let it be done. And I like that they both apologized. Yeah. Because looking back i do go you know what i do think like for a while it was only jackie but then i gotta look back and i go you know marshall was at fault here like he should have seen the writing on the wall Mm -hmm. and i do think there probably was some like moments where he was being semi-manipulative about like the situation and not kind of or if anything just like he said just putting a lot of pressure on her to make it work i don't mean in a bad way i mean we've all been guilty of that kind of stuff or more meaning in a way of like he was trying to force her to be someone, she, not force her, but he was trying to put a lot of pressure on her to be someone she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She was not being honest about the fact that what she wanted and like they had obviously blew a load. But like, yeah. I will say like, I really, that was a nice moment of like, you know what, nice two moment. humans can just move on and just enjoy their yeah. lives now. So yeah. that was, was cool. I actually enjoyed that. It was a really nice moment. Now on the flip side, what ended up happening is Keisha and Jackie were talking and Keisha's like, Monica's coming. And Jackie's like, oh, no, no, no. We're no, all like, no. who's Monica? I'm like, who is Monica? <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh, no, no, we got to get out of here. Okay. And then we find out that Monica was who Josh proposed to in the pods. They just never showed it. So the Crazy. K- Keisha, Monica, all these people who you're like, oh, my God, they had full stories. Just picked storylines and, and left that one out. It just got left out because it didn't end up working, I guess. But we find out that Josh proposed to a woman named Monica. Mm-hmm. And 
the proposal felt tight. Everything felt tight. Clearly, it wasn't like meant to be. And then when they met each other in person, she was like, she literally said, oh, my God, I'm engaged to a lunatic. (laughs) Like She used those words. That was wild. It was wild. And so that whole storyline was happening that we had no idea about. Simultaneously, Jackie says Monica was her very best friend. In fact, no one was closer in the house than her and Monica. But what ended up happening is after her and Josh, Monica and Josh broke up, then Jackie and Josh obviously started dating, that Monica and her were amazing friends. And then Monica reached out to both of them and said, hey, I want to share my side of what happened and talk about what my journey was like on Love is Blind. Here's what I'm going to post and sent to them to ask for permission, which I find very respectable that like she's not just you know, she has every right to just post. But because she loves Jackie, she's like, here, I'm going to post this. I also totally understand spending weeks on a show that is like your life and then you get fully cut out of the narrative and being like, I'd like to at least make a TikTok about what happened when I was gone for weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I totally, totally get that. But Josh apparently is upset because he then said that, I don't know if he felt like it made him look bad or why is she bringing this up? Because I guess then blogs and all these things were written about it. And he was thinking that Monica was reaching out to them. Also blogs. (laughs) What? Blogs? That's even a word anymore? Does anyone have a blog? Any, like, Lee, when was the last time you read a blog? Oh, like 10 years ago. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they were talking about blogs. I was like, wait, did I, is this show from 2007? I know, I was like, blogs? Like, what articles are getting picked up? <laughs> you mean like an Instagram post from another Instagram post? What are you talking about? Blogs? Well, I'm talking like live journal. Yeah, no, for real though. Like, like what are you talking, like on forums? Are you on, like, are you on a forum in 2009? Anyway, when they said blogs, I was like, I don't know what yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. you're even talking about. No, but, but then she's sitting down with Jackie and she's like, I love you. Like, I asked your permission before. Also, side note, if we didn't hear about it, that means that shit was like definitely not news. I mean, news. maybe yes. Like maybe a couple people wrote about it, but it wasn't yeah, like maybe if it yes wasn't big no. enough to be an actual thing that we would have heard about. It. I would I would imagine. I would we imagine. didn't know this person existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it clearly was not that big of a deal. But then he was pissed about it and assuming that she reached out to these blogs and she was like, no, I didn't. I just posted what I sent you guys before two days before I posted it. And then they wrote about it, but I didn't reach out to them. So she's sitting with Jackie going like, you have to trust me. Like I didn't have any bad intention. I wanted to share my story and then it was interesting to see jackie because jackie was like you could tell she was really torn up about it and was like i love you so much but like i gotta stick by my man and if he's not happy then i got a problem with you and monica's like what did i do wrong and then she was just she was pushing on her saying like a friend is forever like i don't know if your guy is pushing you to like end things with your bestie like he might not be the right guy for you and i feel like there is definitely truth in that i think there are obviously some exceptions but like in general when someone's like pushing you to end a relationship with like someone you're really close to you go it's a red flag yeah and especially to I, you know, I know that Marshall was obviously more of a main story because Jackie and Marshall were together, but Jackie had to come face to face with Marshall and have these conversations. Right. So why then was it like, oh, Josh gets to leave to not talk to Monica? Like that was a, a, a like immediately like, oh, he's going to want to leave. It's like, no, Jackie can't talk to Marshall. Like, you're not. 
we didn't even know about Monica. Like, you got to talk to Monica. Yeah. And so she's like, I want to talk. I want to talk to Josh. Like, let's do this. And I don't know if they edited it and it was a long conversation and then it got explosive. But what it looked like to us is that these two sat down and it was like, you know, Josh immediately is like, you're a clout chaser. You're a clout chaser. <laughs> and, she, and it's like, hey, you're saying you have clout? Like, Josh. <laughs> Back to reality here, bro. You're saying you have clout and that she can chase your clout? But Is I'm that what's going like, on? But I'm like, also like, hey, we're all in a reality TV show, correct? And I will say <laughs> like, this. And I will we're say, not all only in Josh, a reality TV clout. show. Josh, you're the biggest clout chaser on the planet. You literally went after the one girl who was like the hottest topic at the moment. Like, get. He, he knew a cloud chaser because he was a cloud chaser. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those. Like, Where he's, there's smoke. Exactly. And I'm like, cloud chaser. I'm like, you all went on the show on reality TV and this woman didn't get an ounce of screen, screen time. So she just wants to share her story. Let her have a moment for the love of God. And then he was like, you're in the comments saying this shit. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. It, it just, it. It just got explosive fast. And Monica was like, you're a six. And she then, then all of Monica's feelings about Josh it was came funny. to the surface immediately. She's like, he's a six-year-old boy. He can barely have a conversation. But da, this da, is da. where I felt a little bit like, this is this was my critique on the situation. Josh, we know, loose cannon. Monica, we don't know. Her goal was to connect with Jackie again and yeah. be friends. Fake it. Like Josh comes over, he starts attacking you as a person, whatever. But if your goal is to really actually get in connection with Jackie again, but then he was coming then just for sit her there and just go, yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah, the whole thing got out of control, and I apologize if I did anything to hurt but you guys. He right I really, away was coming even for if it's her. A lie. No, but you he was right away coming shit. for her character. So it's like I've I haven't had any screen time, and now I'm finally going to be on screen. And a main character essentially now is looking at me being like, you're a clout chaser. You were yeah. saying all these things in the comments. You were coming in the blogs, probably in the back of her head. It's like, if I don't defend myself, people are going to believe what he says. If I just go, oh man, I'm so sorry about that. Then people are like, oh wow, she was out here doing this, 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 and this. She was going to defend herself. I understand. I, no, no, I would no, no, be no. like, no, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that she wasn't right. I think she was right. I think you know, I probably, she probably didn't do anything wrong. She did one small post, big deal, right? My thing was that, like, she knew that Josh wasn't going to come to the table and be like, man, I'm really sorry about the way that I've been frustrated at you for the last. She knew that he was going to fly off the handle. You got to prepare for that. And you got to be like, all right, I know he's going to fly off the handle. Let me redirect this and kind of make it simpler and just kind of get like, I want to be with my friend again, which is also another lesson to all the family out there. Just listen to me. If your friend is in a relationship is in a relationship with someone you don't like, you'll never win that. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> just Lee, Lee just, Lee just shook his head in agreement. You'll never win. So just find a way to get along with their significant other. If your friendship is important to you or else, if you ever say anything against <laughs> their significant other, you'll never see them again. Am I not right? I think a lot of times, most of the time you have to just, just find a way friend. to support your friend. And get along with a significant other. Unless, they're, a unless want, they're asking for your opinion and your thoughts. Maybe. Even that is a dangerous <laughs> game. 
even that, just know that like you might run into some issues there. So Evan like has just trauma from this. I have lots of trauma from this. I've lost multiple friends from just like my, my friend coming to me and being like, what do you think about this person? And I've been like, be honest with you, man. seems like you really struggle. seems like you have bad habits when you're on this person. And they go, wow, thank you. And then we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you want to get through to them, maybe wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> A little, Unbelievable. little trauma corner for you guys. All right. <laughs> so long. All, all that being said, she should have just realized that she's not going to win. I understand. Fighting him. She's got to no, figure out listen, a way to just get along. I, I hear what you're saying. But what I'm saying is if I was in her situation and then he right away was like, you're this way and this way and this way, I would not have the capacity to just be like, the cameras are on me. I'm finally having this. And then be like, okay, sounds good. Like I'd be yeah. like, no, I'm defending myself. Like she was right to defend herself, but she, but she has to just know that that is the last time she's ever going to see Jackie. That's all I'm yeah. getting at. But she said, I have to say, Monica said, whatever happens, I'll always be here for you. So if Jackie and Josh break up, I believe that Monica will be there for Jackie. Now I don't mon- know Monica at all, but I do believe that she will be there. <laughs> <laughs> but I trust her in- inherently on everything. But says. I trust her and I believe she will be there for Jackie. Mm. And with that being said, I have just thoughts about Josh. Mm. That's just, you know, I know we saw all the the stuff with Jackie last season and had all our, our critiques with that, but I, I I do have to tell you, I feel like oh, he's toxic. I I I feel like all of the everything that's happened in this past year with the show getting released and Jackie having to like you know face the fire, which you know she had to address yeah. a lot of the behavior that went down, uh, rightly so. But it seemed like to me that there had been growth there. That's what it seemed like to me. I felt like the fact that she was sitting with Marshall and and even just the way that she was moving throughout the show. I definitely felt like it seemed like there was a lot of growth there. And um, Josh, I just I just don't feel like he's. uh, Yeah, I think that she would it would be better off apart. But you know what? Well, if you say that, you never speaking to Jackie again. So just, you know, (laughs) but I you know what? I don't know your guys' relationship behind yeah. the scenes, so who knows? But I'm, I'm, I've, it's just not for me. You know what I mean? It's not for 100%. me. hundred percent. Well, our, our job me. is to guess. Our job is to guess. And make judgments from afar. <laughs> but, uh, oh, and then, but then, by the way, when Josh came in, like you were saying, Josh came in after um, Jackie basically was like, hey, yeah. like, it's too much. We this is leave. too much for me. Like, and I, and in that moment, it was like, I hear, I heard what she was saying where it was like, I've made a lot of mistakes on camera in the last season I don't want to relive this like I we're, we're not doing this right now like I just need to remove myself from the situation I felt like to a certain extent that was a good choice before it would escalate I think there's like let's go but when Josh came back in and it was right away like couldn't resist being like going up to Marshall and being like oh man <laughs> you know what I'm going through right Crazy. And Marshall's just like Marshall's face was killing. He me. immediately Marshall. gets on his phone. He starts like randomly, just like and, looking at the weather. And, and Marshall's like, just, just like, <laughs> "Are you really going to come to me and talk about this? Like, there is literally everyone else in the bar that you could have this conversation with. Why me?" And then Chelsea was, you know, throwing facts at at Josh, where she's like, "Why does this matter? Like, you're with Jackie. Like, grow from that. Be with Jackie. Support Jackie in this. Like, don't don't make this a whole thing." And uh, the 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 
party kind of wrapped after that. Brett made an absolutely gorgeous speech to all of them and, Beautiful. you know, redeclared his love to Tiffany. But then, like he said, too, like, we're all part of this group. Like, we'll always have this experience together, which is yeah. pretty incredible. Like, yeah. they'll always have each other. Um, and then we got, like, the final words with the couples and Brett, Tiffany, Zach, Bliss. They're all still together. Kwame and, and Chelsea, like, God bless. They seem so, ha- they all seem so happy. We wish you the best. This is the last time we'll ever speak on you. <laughs> Realistically, right? I mean, probably unless something get, gets brought up. But like, my goodness, congratulations to them making it through. Like The most what? successful franchise ever. They've had like a couple seasons and the amount of people get married is crazy. And like The Bachelor has had 40,000 <laughs> seasons and there's like four couples. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> like it's actually crazy. And this specific season is so successful. The fact that it's Dude, been a year insane. and everyone's still together is like that. And that got there's, married. That's wild. Like how many one bad proposal? Paul and Micah? Yeah. Everyone else could Mar- stay together. Marshall and Jackie. Marshall and Jackie. But everyone, okay. but everyone so, who got married is still married. Still married. That shows you this you shit works what? way more than The Bachelor. And, Bachelor and, and honest to God, like shout out to them though. I can't imagine how hard this year is like in the limelight dealing with people's opinions, thoughts, people like us, our opinions, you know, dealing with all that stuff. And like they are all so in love and they seem like they're all doing so well. So we wish you all blessings, the blessings to them. And it was an honor. It was an honor to watch your seasons. And then Slow we got clap. a preview for Love is Blind season five, That'll which be. is coming out September 22nd, I believe. Yeah. Which we will be recapping excited very excited so much good stuff coming up you guys let's go um so remember to tune in on wednesday to our bachelor in paradise uh cast bio ish predictions reintroduction to some of the cast etc should we do a quick call home dolly Hi, mom and dad Hello. and stepdad Lee. It feels kind of <laughs> funny to be calling you guys mom and dad because the question that I'm going to ask is something that you typically want to talk to your parents about, but <laughs> I was hoping to get some advice from you guys. Yes. Um, my husband and I the other night were getting a little um, having some fun in the bedroom and mm-hmm. kind of right at the beginning, he surprised me with a uh, variety of sex toys and I was a little surprised because we haven't done anything like that in a while and we've been married for about five years now and I was just a little I was just shocked to say the least like I'm not someone who's like against any of this stuff at all but I was just kind of surprised that he didn't say that he was planning on buying all of these things nor was I included on like the decision making process of like what we should buy and some of the things he bought too I was kind of like whoa (laughs) interesting um so I was just a little like a battle axe not only that I know this package came in the mail like a couple weeks ago too so I was also kind of like surprised that he never showed this to me like when it first came in and he's been hiding it in like the closet for the past three weeks and Mm -hmm. just now decided to tell me about it so I was a little surprised on that too but um what the advice that I'm kind of looking for is like I'm not someone you know who would be like I don't want to do these things but at the same time I'm like I just want to be included on the decision so I'm just trying to think of a way to like approach my husband to I don't want him to like feel bad about the things that he bought or like 
you know, shamed or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I just want to, I just want him to like come to me, um, and discuss these things like before and like talk about like maybe things that we'd want or things that we'd want to try and like not just surprise me with some things that make me say, ouch, that looks painful. <laughs> so, so yeah, if you guys could um, give me some advice, that would be amazing on just how I can have a discussion with him. But thank you so much. I love you guys. I love listening to you every week. Um, but yeah, thank you. Bye. I love her. I love mm-hmm. her energy. Um, okay, first and foremost, just want to validate your feelings that I'm sure you know this, but just want to validate your feelings that like I too would feel thrown off if after however many years of marriage, out of the blue, Evan presented me with which a reminds certain- me. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, like, that is for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like what? Did you prep in advance for this? Just a duffel bag um, full of weapons. Um, but if you presented out of you know out of thin air after how, being together for years, like right. one night, like here, five years in, all of a sudden, yeah, out of nowhere, here is a bag of of toys, and it was like what? And then like you, dear listener, were saying like there was a package that came in the mail, and like I know, and he's now been he's hiding like, no, 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 it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, don't open that. <laughs> I would also feel very like I would feel thrown off. You're like, I'd be what's like, going on? What's like like what is what's the deal right now? Why wasn't I brought in on this? Why are you inherently like hiding this away? My guess probably would be that your husband is interested in wanting to maybe explore some new things in the bedroom, and he probably feels a little bit embarrassed and a little nervous and not doesn't know quite how to communicate his desires in the in those ways and present that to you without in the moment being like here's this massive bag that I've been that I've been thinking about <laughs> um so if i were you um communication wise what i would say is it would be like listen i i when you brought all those toys in like i'm super i love our sex life if this is the if this is the truth i love our sexual life together and i'm super open to hearing about you know what you're interested in and trying new things like i think it would be before we like dove into specific toys like i think it might be really fun to like sit together over a glass of wine and talk about what maybe some of our fantasies are and like i can talk with you about some of the things that maybe turn me on and you can talk with me and then once we talk about it, maybe we can purchase some things together so we can look forward to those things together and kind of put it that way. So like you were saying, you didn't want your partner to feel shamed. Um, but I also think that it's good to like totally fine to communicate too if you feel comfortable doing this with your partner that like, hey, um, I'm excited that you're down to um, want to have these different forms of fun with me in the bedroom. But if I'm being honest, like, I don't know how I necessarily feel about some of those things. So what would be really hot and cool for me is if we could look at those together. And what about um, I'm part of this or maybe I'll go purchase some things and see how you feel about those. And maybe we can come together before a night of intimacy and show each other what we got and decide if each of us are comfortable with the things we brought. And then we will return the things that we're not. Or we go to a sex shop together and choose that. Something along those lines. 
Um, that's my initial my mm-hmm. initial thought. I say you go harder and crazier than he is <laughs> so that he goes back to where you want him to be. So like whatever he was with going on with you, double it. So he's like, this is crazy. I opened up a bag of worms. I should have not gone down. Now I'm running for my life here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's the, the passive way. to like, secretly way to be like, it. I had no idea. I thought I was pushing the envelope. Um, okay. I think... Um, Everything Jess said is obviously I, I I agree with 100%. The only thing I would add to it is more like the vibe I'm getting is that he had like kind of a wild hair. Like there's something that happened to him recently that made him feel vanilla or something something uh, something maybe like he was talking with some friends triggered him. You know, he was talking to a buddy and they're like, wait, wait, you guys only, you guys don't do that. You know, something triggered him to go five years and all of a sudden you, sh- you show up with a duffel bag full of like <laughs> genital, like craziness. Like you don't do that overnight. Yeah. If you do that overnight, that means like you read something, you talked to someone, something happened that kind of put a wild hair in your thought. I'm going to try something. Also, mm-hmm. you said this package showed up two weeks in advance. That means he's been sitting on it for two weeks. Kind of like thinking about it like and should waiting. i bring this exactly. up yeah yeah so there's a there's a bunch of things that could be going it's, on it's funny you say that by the way the one time that i made a purchase that was like a bit of a wild hair for our bedroom once mm-hmm. that i then brought around was when i had been having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine and she she had brought up something about her and her partner that kind of made and she didn't intend to do this but it kind of made me feel like a little shame like i wasn't doing enough in the bedroom which by the way that's never a thing you do what you feel comfortable with and what you want right but i felt all of a sudden this feeling like Like like, you were saying like i felt too vanilla and so i was like maybe i'm just gonna bring this because maybe my husband's really bored and he's just not telling me yeah 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 Yeah. so so what i think happened and 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 again this could all be correct this could all be wrong but all i'm all i'm bringing is to is like no one wakes up five years later and just like makes a sudden left turn unless something happened whether it could be he's having a conversation, you know, he could have had fantasies your entire marriage and he never spoke on them. So maybe mm-hmm. he was never honest about certain things and he finally kind of got the courage to be honest. There yeah. could be a million things. Personally, I think this has much more to do with your guys' communication than it has to do with sex. Mm. I think this has a lot to do with the fact that like, even the fact that you're reaching out right now and saying, I don't know how to talk to him about this. I think that's what you dive into. Sex, everything else is like, I feel like it's always like a a byproduct of like the ability to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I wouldn't even like make the sex thing or like the sex toy thing a big deal. I would focus on the fact that you felt like you were blindsided mm-hmm. by this. Mm-hmm. Like, my initial instinct is telling me you guys aren't talking on a level about these type of things that is allowing you both to talk about it. I'm feeling like both of you guys aren't on a page right now in your relationship where you feel like you could openly just discuss these things. I would focus more on that Mm. than like, I'd focus more on that than like, how do I tell him that that was a little crazy or whatever? I would focus more on the fact that like, just talk more. And then maybe while you're talking, 
bring up some new topics that you haven't talked about and see if you can drill down on like why he went there. You know what I mean? Like kind of, I don't know. My, my brain is my, my instincts are telling me that you guys have a lot to talk about in general Mm. and that I would focus more on that. I would focus more on talking more, being a little more open maybe than you're normally comfortable with lately. Maybe you guys were more open in the past and then life has gotten, you know, a little busy, a little crazy. We kind of shut down. We all do it all the time. Mm -hmm. I do it. Jess does it. We do it all the time where we have these moments where we're really intimate and these moments where we're not. And then we kind of make these like really rash decisions to kind of like jump us back into something Mm. or whatever i'd focus more on just you guys reconnecting as people because the sex toy bag thing hits me a lot more as him trying to reconnect in an uncomfortable way or like in a rash way and it has very little to do with sex and it has a lot more to do with the fact that you guys aren't maybe connecting like you used to yeah that's my that's my take i think that's really good advice because before you you know if if, if he did a left turn you'd be like what is this yeah. And you'd be like, I don't know. I'm in, I don't know. I just tried something like, why don't we talk about this? I don't, and the conversation's already over. Yeah. But the fact that you guys seem to be both very tentative with yourself is mm-hmm. telling me that there's a lot of communication that's not going on. That's my take. I think that's really good advice. Anyway, who knows if that's correct, but the only you can answer that, but yeah, that's, that's kind of sure, what I would I throw with that's it. That's good advice. I think that's good advice. Well, best of luck. And yeah, it's always in general, whether it's the form of communication that I brought up or what Evan was bringing up, goes back to communication yeah 100 percent. i think they work together i think yeah. mine's more big picture jess is more once you're in it so yeah. like maybe once you kind of come together and you're talking more then you start taking jess's like approach where you're like once you're in it that jess gave you like the goods on how to get there and then i'm, I'm maybe more helping with like the like just start talking yeah. vibe so yeah. anyway well we sending you. you so much love we love all of you and have a beautiful beautiful yes. week peace and a love beautiful week we'll see you next Mwah. week Mwah. bye everybody bye,